Hello, and welcome to Teacher in Zion Podcast, a podcast for Christians, Mormons, ex-Mormons, and other Book of Mormon believers, or anyone questioning their faith or the church, with an emphasis on seeking the truth wherever it leads, but especially in gaining a closer relationship with Jesus Christ. I am your host, Teacher in Zion, and this is episode 8 of the podcast entitled, Our Mormon Tinted Glasses. Today's episode will be a little shorter than usual, and it will also serve as a kind of follow-up to the previous episode, which was entitled, Nobody Knows What's in the Book of Mormon, Part 1. In that episode, I mentioned that not only do most Christians not have a clue what is really in the Book of Mormon, but I also made the claim that most Mormons don't seem to really know what is contained in it either. I made that statement with the knowledge that most Mormons are very diligent people and are likely to have read their Book of Mormon probably cover to cover. So how could this be? How is it that they don't really know what is in this book? Or am I completely off my rocker? While the idea of me being off my rocker is always a distinct possibility, let's take a little time and talk about this. As I have mentioned a time or two, I was actually raised in the RLDS church, not the LDS. Something I have described as Mormon light, or basically a Protestant church with a Book of Mormon. Even so, we still had some of the familiar trappings of Mormonism, like the belief that we were the one true church and that we alone had the true priesthood with genuine authority from God. Although I will occasionally speak about things that are more specific to the LDS alone, generally speaking, when I talk about Mormons, I'm basically including all the different churches or groups that trace their history back to Joseph Smith. I have also previously mentioned that when I was a teenager, I rebelled against God until my mid-twenties when I had a true conversion experience with the God of the Bible. Because of the nature of that experience, at that point, I knew with absolute certainty that there truly was a God and that Jesus was the way back to him. But aside from that, nothing else was certain. I knew I had been raised in the RLDS church by my family, and because of that I also understood that I had previously claimed to believe in certain things, but now acknowledge that the real reason that I thought I believed those things was because I was raised that way. So I confessed this to God, and I asked that his Holy Spirit attend my reading of the Bible, and later on, the Book of Mormon, asking him to let me know what was true or not true. In fact, before opening the Book of Mormon, I even declared to God that if he told me to toss that book in a fire, I would do it, and I truly meant it. But I began with the Bible, and that's where I first began to learn an important lesson about preconceived notions. You know, when you're taught certain things your whole life, and not only your parents, but also many of your friends, and everybody at church, and at summer camp, all believe the same things. You tend to believe it too. Growing up, I heard sermon after sermon, teaching after teaching, and endless testimonies to boot, all of which basically told the same stories, the same understanding, and the same interpretation of scriptures. None of this was done with any kind of malice, nor was it really even coordinated. 
It simply and truly was what they believed, what they had been taught, what they continued to believe they understood within the framework of their worldview. But then two things happened that changed everything for me. First, I had an encounter with the living God, and that experience was so powerful and transformative that it opened me up to a keen desire to know the truth, whatever the cost. I can attest to the fact that I was not only open to correction from the Lord, but that I sincerely desired it. Second, when I sat down with the Bible, and later the Book of Mormon, I prayed each time I opened the book and asked the Holy Spirit would attend my studies and teach me the truth, whatever that truth might be. I was sincere in that prayer, and I expected that the same God who had rescued me from the pit of despair would attend my studies and speak to me. I never once considered that he would not. My faith was such that I simply expected it. As I previously stated, I began this journey of discovery by first reading the Bible, cover to cover. I struggled through some portions of the Old Testament, but the Holy Spirit attended my readings each time and helped me to understand a number of tremendous insights. However, once I got to the New Testament, that is when some of my preconceived notions, the things I had been taught in the tradition of my church, really began to be challenged. And now we come to the point of this particular episode of the podcast. One of the experiences I had while studying the scriptures, an experience that would repeat itself a number of times throughout the years, whenever studying the Word of God. I was reading a verse, one that I had seemingly read dozens of times before, and the Holy Spirit stopped me and told me to go back and reread the verse. So I did that, a little more carefully this time. If I didn't then see what I had missed, the Spirit would impress upon me that I was still missing something. At times, my eyes would suddenly see the true meaning of a particular passage, and the impact of its truth would suddenly open to my understanding, and it was almost as if I had never truly read that passage before. On one particular occasion, after the Holy Spirit instructed me to reread a passage several times, I had to stop and ask God to help me because I kept failing to understand what I was missing. The Holy Spirit then told me that I needed to remove my RLDS-tinted glasses. Having acknowledged the meaning of this profound counsel, God then opened my eyes, and I was astounded to truly see that scripture with clear eyes for the very first time in my life. This is why a Catholic, a Pentecostal, and a Mormon can all read the same passage of scripture and yet derive entirely different meanings from it. It's the reason why I believe that many Mormons can carry around a Book of Mormon, memorize verses from it, quote them to others, and yet still not truly understand many of the profound things written in that book or in their Bible. Instead, they are seeing everything through their Mormon-tinted glasses. All of the so-called proper interpretations of those verses have already been programmed into them by the church, so that seeing they do not truly see, but are instead blind to many truths that would otherwise set them free. In conclusion, I have a question to ask of our listeners. How much do you love God? 
Now, I know that question might come off a bit glib, but with all sincerity and without any desire to stand in judgment of any of you, I just want everyone hearing my voice right now to truly consider just how much do you love God? What are you willing to suffer in order to live a life that is truly pleasing to Him? What if the truth not only sets you free, but also causes you to lose your family or your standing in the church or your community? What are you willing to sacrifice in order to be more than just a member of some church, but instead be called a friend of God? In Matthew 19.29, Jesus tells his disciples, Everyone who has left houses or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive a hundredfold and inherit eternal life. So how much do we truly love the Lord? He suffered and died for our sake. Do we cling to him or do we hold to a prophet or an institution? I think it is important that we examine ourselves from time to time and also ask ourselves important and sometimes uncomfortable questions. Questions like, do I really want the truth? Or do I simply want the truth to be whatever affirms my existing beliefs? Many people are reluctant or too afraid to open that door. And I believe that is one of the reasons why Jesus said, narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life. And there are few who find it. We'll conclude this episode here. And if I haven't totally offended you yet, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and join us for our next episode. If you have questions for me, or would like to share something, or possibly even be a guest on a future episode of the podcast, feel free to email me at teacherinzion at gmail.com. That's teacherinzion, all one word with no spaces, at gmail.com. Until next time, God bless. Join us for discussion in our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash hope of Zion or at our YouTube channel, Teacher in Zion. That's the word teacher, space, and in Zion spelled as one word. My books can be found at amazon.com forward slash author forward slash Douglas Hatton. That's H-A-T, like a hat on your head. T-E-N, like the number 10. Until next time.